Hello and welcome to another episode of Jeff Reads Wikipedia. I am Jeff, who reads Wikipedia, and welcome to my show. Um, the world is crazy right now, lots of crazy things happening, and uh, what better way to distract ourselves from uh, outcomes that are now out of our control uh, than by reading uh, an entry from Wikipedia. And... Uh, uh, you know, here on the show, we don't just read any kind of Wikipedia entry. We read interesting, macabre, bizarre, um, surreal Wikipedia entries about crazy things. Um, before I dive in, I just want to say, please, if you have not already, like this video, subscribe to this channel if you enjoy my content. Uh, this is the best way to support the channel by subscribing, by liking, maybe leave a comment. What would you like me to read about on Wikipedia next? Um, I try to keep the entries kind of short because, you know, we'll just be here forever if I don't. And, um, today's topic is the brazen bull, a bull. What's so special about a bull? You might ask, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what's special about a bull. There's a lot of things special about a bull, especially a brazen bull. Um, I'm going to need a drink for this one. Today's uh, seltzer is going to be lime bubbly. Kind of a seltzer connoisseur. This is your first time here with me. Okay, let's get down to brass tacks. Ha ah, brazen brass bull tacks. Okay, I am opening up our, our page here. So here's our Wikipedia page. That's what we do. We read it. Brazen bull. And uh, again, Watch as I butcher thousands and thousands of words. I do the best I can to phonetically pronounce things. I have problems with pronouncing things. I'm one of those guys. So bear with me, please. Ha! The brazen bull, bronze bull, or Sicilian bull was allegedly a torture and execution device designed in ancient Greece. Okay. Well, what makes something like this so creative or so insane? Let's find out. According to, here we go, uh, Deodorus. <laughs> Sorry. I'm thinking of Odorus Eurungus. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, Deodorus? I'm going to call him Deodorus. Deodorus. Uh, Cyclicus. Deodorus Cyclicus. Uh, recounting the story in the Bibliotheca Historica. What is the Bibliotheca? Well, who was Deodorus first? Let's, let's find out who this guy was. Uh, he was an ancient Greek historian. Okay. He's known for writing the monumental universal history. Bibliotheca. Is that it's supposed to be Bibliotheca, I guess, but there's an H there. The Theca Historica in 40 books, 15 of which survived intact between 60 and 30 BC. Wow. Could you imagine what's in the remainder of those books? Only 15. So what is that? Um, 25 books lost to time. That's terrible. That's a shame. Uh, uh, he he's recounting that 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 history in that in in those bibliotecas. Uh, Perilios of Athens invented and proposed it to Phalaris, the tyrant of Aragnus, Arc Arcragnus, Sicily. Okay, so that's in Sicily. And Phalaris, he was a tyrant. Of Sicily in, in Sicily uh, from 50, uh, 570 to 54, uh, 554 BC. Okay. 
Okay, so he was a, he was a jerk. He was a jerk. So this guy Perillos, Perillos, Perillos of Athens invented this and proposed it to Phalaris, a, a tyrant, as a new means of executing criminals. The bull was said to be made entirely out of bronze, hollow, with a door in one side. So if you can imagine, we got our bronze bull, it's hollow, completely inside empty space, and there's a there's a door that opens and closes for the bull. According to legends, the brazen bull was designed in the form and size of an actual bull. It's supposed to be the exact same size as a real bull and had an acoustic apparatus that converted screams into the sound of a bull. <gasps> wow. Uh, the condemned, uh, that's one way to call them condemned. I would call them poor, poor fool, poor souls who no matter what they did, well, you know, listen, I'm sure if you committed an act of, you know, rape or I don't know, probably deserve a, a punishment like that, you know, in that sort of way. I don't know. Uh, pedophilia, I would imagine, you know. Um, I don't know. Um, the condemned were, were locked inside the device and a fire was set up underneath it, heating the metal until the person inside was roasted to death. <gasps> oh! Wow. Some modern scholars question if the brazen bull ever really existed. They always do. The modern scholars, they always are so, um, what's the word, um, that word, that word, that word, uh, where you're, you're not, you're skeptical. They're so, the modern scholars are always so skeptical about the coolest, craziest stuff that happened in history. Uh, so modern scholars, some modern scholars uh, question if the brazen bull ever really existed, attributing reports of the invention to early propaganda. Lost the time. I guess we'll never really know. You'd imagine one of these bulls might have survived. Let's take a look at the, the bull before we move on. So here's here's what we're talking about. So look right here, man. Holy moly. Look at that. So there's your guy. Your guy is right here. He's he's tied up in this vision, in this image. He's tied up. There's the fire underneath him, and he's cooking. And you know, it's not like you're just burning, you know, in a fire in the chaos of fire. It's like you are you're being cooked alive. You you are being cooked alive in a way. It's almost like being mechanically consumed. If you think about it, imagine being swallowed whole by an animal, which for me is my worst fear of all time to be cognitively swallowed whole and then digested uh, as I suffocate to death. But in this case, you're not you're you are being digested. You're being digested by by heat. The heat is breaking down your body. So it's like being eaten alive or digested alive in a weird kind of way. Here's another one. Hey, this is, this is wild stuff, man. Look at this. Look at this. Here's a dude. This is some sort of drawing here. Here's a dude and his screams going back up to that. I like this image the best because you see he's screaming and then up around the head area, there's supposed to be some sort of um, apparatus, acoustic apparatus that turns, that converts screams or converts screams into to to you know the sounds of a bull. Here's a guy getting thrown into the bull, and the fire is already lit in this in this image. The fire is already lit. You know, um, they're just decreeing. I mean, man, the karma on so many different levels for so many different reasons. Here's another. Um, here's a replica of it, I guess. I, you know, you think that I mean, if it's made out of brass, maybe one of these things would have survived, and we would have have some actual you know physical proof apart from. Uh, 
testimony. Look at that, man. That to me is my greatest fear outside of being eaten alive. Sorry, swallowed whole alive and eaten alive. You know, like you are cognitively aware of what is happening to you. Um, I don't know how long the process takes. I guess we'll read about that further. I just wanted to, I wanted to put the image in our minds before we continue on uh, reading about uh, the situation here. Oh, that's a small article. I got to find a better way to do it. Here. Look at that, man. You're cooking a human being. You're literally cooking a human being alive in a way where they might, I don't know, you would imagine that there wouldn't be much oxygen. How long could, could, could a person last in there? Let's find out. Let's see if the if we're uh, afforded any sort of information. The creation of the brazen bull for Phalaris. The head of the bull was designed with a system of tubes. So this is the apparatus, the acoustic apparatus. Um, the head of the bull was designed with a system of tubes and, and stops so that the prisoner's screams were converted into sounds like the bellowing of an infuriated bull. So like, so you're in the bowl, right? You're in the bowl. You've been, you're, you're cooking alive and you're, you're in pain because you're screaming because you're being cooked alive and you're going, Aah! and I don't mean to make light or fun of anybody who that actually happened to, no matter how long ago it was, no matter what the person did. That all this is bad karma, man. I do. I believe in some karma in, in this sort of way. That's why, you know, I don't kill animals and uh, not animals, insects. I used to cr uh, crush spiders and uh, uh, bees. I used to kill bees and, and stuff like that. And uh, I don't do it anymore. Um, I stopped. I, I, I stopped a long time ago because I just was like, I, I, you know, stepping on ants or whatever. It's just, it's so cruel, man. It's so cruel to me. Like, like, you know, why uh, taking the life of another thing is wrong. It's just wrong, dude. I think the only time it's right is when it's you or him, you know, you or it, you know, or, or here's the other thing. Uh, if it would cause harm to my children or small children or other people, that sort of thing, you know, protecting our own, protecting our own. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm. Why do I have to have, be the, I don't have to give you a definite finite, like, you know, solid concrete reason for reasons for when and where and, how uh, this sort of morality works. I just know in general, for me, in my soul, it's wrong. I try to, I try to, I, it, to me, the ultimate act of kindness is to, you know, rescue and remove things. So th this idea, and the reason why I, I bring up insects, killing insects, um, the reason why I say that is because uh, to me, the idea of taking a, a, a person and putting them inside of a brass bowl and then heating that that brass bowl until the person's cooked alive that's like the most that is like a level of malevolence i can't even fathom i can't fathom it well i can i mean i would we, we're fathoming it right now but it's just like it's insane to me it's just absolutely insane to me uh to continue on Phalaris is said to have commanded that the bull be designed in such a way that its smoke rose in spicy clouds of incense. According to the legend, when the bull was real after a body was charred, so the body would get charred. You know, you would think actually, I would imagine that the body would get steamed. Well, it would get charred on the bottom because you're putting flesh on, on metal and that's going to cook no matter what, but maybe it would steam. I don't know. I don't know. In any case, um, the, the, the bowl would be reopened after the body was charred. The victim's scorched bones then shone like jewels and were made into bracelets. They turned the bones of these people into bracelets. 
that could be worn. Oh, what a souvenir. What does that go to the family of the of the person who who, who committed the crime, who was then put in the, the, the bowl in the first place? Stories allege after finishing construction of the execution device, Perillos said to Phalaris, his screams will come to you through the pipes as the tenderest, most pathetic, most melodious, melodious, melodious of bellowings. So melody-like bellowings that are tender and pathetic. The dude who built this, he was so proud of what he did. He's like, he's like, I mean, what? I mean, talk, that's karma right there too, is like, because I know how the story ends. You don't know how the story ends if you're, if you're not familiar with the Wikipedia entry. I know how the story ends and the story is insane. All right, ready? Ready for this? Are you ready for this? Um, Perillos believed that he would receive a reward for his invention. Instead, Phalaris, who was disgusted by these words, ordered his his horn sound system to be tested by Perillos himself. What a twist in the story. So Perillos is bragging to Phalaris, thinking that it will please this tyrant of Sicily. His screams will come to you through the pipes as the tenderest, most pathetic, most melodiate, I can't say that word. Melod, oh God, this is embarrassing. Most meled, melodious of bellowings. So Phalaris, who was disgusted by these words, ordered its horn sound system to be tested by Perillos himself, tricking him into getting into the bowl. So he's not even like being like, you're the first one in the bowl because you said something that really disgusted me. He's like, hey, Perillos, hey, get, show me out. Show me how big, show me what it's like inside that bowl. Go, get inside there real quick. When P Perillos entered, he was immediately locked in and the fire was set so that Phalaris could hear the sounds of his screams. Ah! Oh my God. Like, why has nobody adapted this for a screenplay or, or like a show? Oh. pretend i didn't say that um oh my god when perillos entered he was immediately locked in and the fire was set so that Phalaris could hear the sound of his screams before perillos could die Phalarius opened the door and took him away after freeing him from the bull Phalaris is then said to have taken perillos to the top of a hill and thrown him off killing him Phalaris himself is claimed to have been killed in the brazen bull when he was overthrown by Tele, Telemachus, an ancestor of Theron. Let's see. Telemachus was the leader of a 55, uh, uh, 554 BC general uprising in the Greek city-state of Acragas, Sicily, which culminated in the overthrow of the cruel tyrant Phalaris, who was roasted to death in his own brazen bull. So, it sounds like everybody got their karma. You know, Phalaris got his karma for what he did to Perillos and other countless others. And Perillos got his, his karma for a designing it and B, you know, uh, taking such pride in, in the, you know, uh, death, uh, imminent death of, of, of other people. Uh, everybody, everybody got what was coming to them, I guess, in, in, when you really think about it. Um, Interesting that Phalaris took uh, opened the door to take out uh Perillos and let him like out 
I don't know what's worse to like cognitively be aware and like still alive and then be thrown up. I guess that's better than dying in the bowl. I think dying in the bowl is the worst. You're going to die from fall from being thrown off of uh, the top of a hill. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's more painful because you're, you're still suffering from burns, but like, ah, God, for your last like experiences as a living human being to be in, inside of a, a, a brass bowl cooking is I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I really wouldn't. Uh, and Theron, tell the guy who overthrew uh, Phalaris. Let's see where who who he was the ancestor. I hate it when it does that. Um, the ancestor of Theron, and Theron was the son of Anastamus, who was a Greek tyrant of the town of Acragus in Sicily, from 488 BC, according to Polyenus. Polyanus, he came to power by using public funds allocated for the hire of private contractors meant to assist with a temple being a uh, temple building project to instead hire per huh interesting okay so that he's a descendant of theron the guy who overthrow um phalaris um pindar let's see who pindar was pindar i love this pop-up feature it's so nice pindar was an ancient Greek lyric poet uh, from Thebes of the canonical nine lyric poets of ancient Greece. His work is the best preserved, right? Because there were fires. I mean, there was a lot. I don't, okay, maybe it was, I don't know when the fires were or whatever, but like there was in the beginning of whatever, the beginning of, of, of dark time. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. There was fires. There was something that all ancient Greek like documentation was destroyed at one point. Very little of it survived survived and that's what we know of like there are tons of ancient plays that are like lost to the history of time as the result of this and that's what they're kind of referencing i should really read about that too um so i really because i really don't know too much about it i'm kind of just talking about that off the top of my head um but yeah his work was preserved he lived uh less than a century afterwards expressly associates this instrument of torture with the name of the tyrant uh Phalarius. so i guess that's supposed to be like addition proof as to like that this really happened um roman prosecution of christians the romans were reputed to have used this torture device to kill some christians notably saint eustus eustus also known as the eustasius in latin is is revered as a christian martyr his hagiographical text legend of saint eustus was popular throughout christendom of the middle ages especially in the 13th and 14th centuries of france yada 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 so this guy this saint uh, who according to christian tradition was roasted in a brazen bull with his wife and this guy was roasted alive with his wife and children by emperor her Her uh hadrian 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 was a Roman emperor from 117 to 138. We are 138. He was born in a Roman Italio Hispanic family that settled in Spain from the Italian city of Atri in Pixium. I hate these words, man. His father was of senatorial rank and he was the first cousin of the emperor Trajan. He married Trajan's grandniece, Phibia Sabrina. Okay, so he was just an emperor who did the work. Could you imagine being a, a taking a child and putting them inside the, the, the bull because they're Christian? I, I just, I can't. 
I can't imagine that that happened to people. The same thing happened to St. Antipas, uh, Bishop of Pergamon. Man, these words are kicking my, my butt. During the prosecutions of Emperor Dom Domitian and the first martyr in Asia uh, Minor, who was roasted to death in a brazen bowl in 92 CE. The device is claimed to have still been in use in uh, two centuries later. It's around the 300s when another Christian, Pelgia of Tarsus, is said to have been burned in one in 287 CE by another by that emperor guy, whatever. The Catholic Church discounts the story of one of the saints' martyrdom as completely false. So the guy who whose whole family, children and wife, uh, the Catholic Church says it's false. Um, it says see also. That's going to be a new feature here. We'll do the see also in addition um, because I don't want to do a separate topic on on this. I just want to say see what the see also is. Malach, Malach is the biblical name of a Canaanite god associated with child sacrifice through fire or war. The name Moloch resides from a diasphemic vocalization in the second temple period of a, a Thenum based, whatever. The number of Canaanite gods whose names based on this root, which became summarily associated, uh, this is sorry, rabbinical tradition depicted Moloch as a bra uh, bronze statue heated with fire in which the victims were thrown. This has been associated with reports by Greek Roman authors on child sacrifices in the Carthage to Baal, Hammond. So Baal is that, it's like a demon guy. Baal, oh no, Lord Hammond was the chief god of the ancient Carthage. Wow, he was a wealthy god considered responsible for the fertility and vegetation and esteemed as king of the gods. Moloch has been used figuratively in English literature from John Milton's Paradise Lost to Allen, Allen Ginsberg's Howl to refer to a person or a thing demanding or requiring a very costly sacrifice. Interesting. So this goes back to like, he, interesting. So it's mentioned in the Bible a bunch. It's in Leviticus and stuff. I'm, I'm just going to graze over this. I'm not reading through the whole, the whole situation here. Um, 12th century Rashi who I guess was a rabbi. Yeah, he was a French rabbi. Commented on the book of Jeremiah, stated, uh, Tophet is Moloch, which is made of brass, and then heated him from his lower parts and his hands being stretched out, made hot, put the children between his hands, and it was burnt. Yeah, so this is just a child sacrificing apparatus. So insane. I love the idea that in modern times or in modern literature, the Moloch is to ref is referred to a person or a thing demanding or requiring a very costly sacrifice. That's interesting. Um, Got to read more about Allen Ginsberg's Howl. Should we, ah, should we go real quick? Let's see. Let's go down. Howl, also known as the Howl for Call Solomon, is a poem written by Allen Ginsberg uh, in 1954 to 1955. It was published in the collection of Howl and Other Poems. Um, but where is it? Let's see where it talks about the sacrifice stuff or does it talk about sacrifice stuff? Let's see. Let's control F sacrifice. 
Ah, Innsberg says that part two, in relation to part one, names the monster of mental consciousness that preys on the lamb. Part two is about the state of industrial civilization characterized in the poem Moloch. Ginsburg was inspired to write part two during a period of peyote-induced visionary consciousness in which he saw a hotel facade as a monstrous and horrible visage, which he identified with that of Moloch, the biblical idol in Leviticus to whom the Canaanites sacrificed children. Ha, huh, interesting. Very, very interesting. Okay. All right, so I guess that's it for our reading. Um, so, uh, what should I read next? You tell me brazen bull, pretty terrifying stuff. Uh, like I said, we got more episodes coming. This is just something I could do in my spare time. I love this. I love that. I could just turn these out. This is great. This is good. Um, again, if you have not done already, please like this video, please subscribe to my page for more videos and leave a comment about what I should do next. Uh, this is Jeff who reads at Wikipedia signing